hell's wrong with you? I miss my wrestling. Here's your wrestling. Yes. I I need my wrestling. All right, man. Calm down. It's all good. You know why? Because you were listening to your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. On Twitter at the Enzigiri. And catch your new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's Vincent Cage here. Yeah, I'm not getting paid enough to say this, but you're listening to 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Sweet Tea Reverie, Dave Keener. And I am the better half, D.B. Richards. Okay, let's see. Better half. Which half? The right or the left? It's just the half. We have for the 2300 um, Wrestling Extra, Chad um, Mims, and we're going to talk about Val Pal. How's it going, Chad? Doing good. How are you? So Val's Pals is a fundraiser for Val Fazerano. Uh, he has cerebral palsy, and right now he doesn't have usage of his hands. And the other day he was just at the uh, Shriners Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and they're looking at that. And unfortunately, because of Val's age and his condition, he's not covered under any government insurance and stuff like that. So uh, his family is actually paying out of pocket uh, for a lot of his expenses. And uh, yeah. that's why we're just doing a community-based, hey, let's uh, help this kid out. You know, it's uh, good for the community. It's good for Val. He's a great ambassador for wrestling and, you know, a positive person and, you know, always happy. And, I, you know, I post pictures of him. He wakes up in the morning and right away he's smiling. You know, when, when you meet him, he's just he's just super, super positive and he, he makes you feel happy. So this wow. is just us, us giving back. Guess what? What? We got wristbands. Is that wristbands? Wristbands. All right. Yeah, 10 wrestling, yellow and black all around. It's great. It's great to, like, have to, because you can help us um, promote our podcast and everything that we're trying to do in the future sounds good and we just got in 10 wrestling bead wristbands now how much are these ones these ones are six bucks and the rubber band ones are five bucks so the ones that look like a rubber band are five bucks yeah right cool yeah so if you want to help us get a mixer and all this stuff please donate or please help us we'll send you something cool like these wristbands and cool bead bands you can hear them cool so, please help. Well, it'll be awesome. Thank you. And Not just for me, but for Quinn, too. He needs help as well. And in the future, we will have t-shirts. T-shirts? T-shirts. Anything else? Oh, we have plans of making t-shirts and t-shirts and t-shirts. And um, we got icons in the future. We'll get you an idea if you want to get an autograph. We'll send them and ship them to you. And we got wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands. Welcome. This is the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you been? I'm all right. I'm right. Yeah, you're like my sweet tea. How you been? Yeah, I try. Uh, so, what's going on with you today? Nothing much, man. I was doing Uber last night. It was fun. I heard. Yeah. Sounded fun. I picked up a bunch of people I know. It was weird. Really? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was like in my old town of Chichester, and I'm picking up people that I grew up with. That's funny. Yeah, it, was, crazy. it, it is yeah. crazy. It doesn't happen often. No. So, we funny. got a, we got a guest on today. Who we got today? We got Vincent Cage. Hello. Hey, there. hey, hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? I'm doing good. This is Sweet Tea Referee. You like that? <laughs> Yeah, man, that's that's pretty fly. Dude, I like it. We we go through shows. Uh, I, I I try to make new things up every time. But you, you got to do that. Like you're like yeah, Joel Gertner. You keep making up man, things. Oh yeah. Tight. 
You're going to be my McDonald freak soon, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're going to like go right into your beginnings of your wrestling world. So what got you into wrestling? What got me into wrestling? All right. So it all started when I was like a little kid, man, in the 90s. I was born in 94. So I think it was around like 97, maybe like 98. Um, my mom wanted to watch some whatever like show that she was into back in the day was on. She's like, I need alone time. I need mom time. And my dad's like, all right, well, I'll watch him. And that's when I got introduced to WCW Nitro. And I fell in love with the NWO. And I fell in love with Sting. I, I fell in love that entire rap. Uh, to be honest, I was more the heels than I was with the good guys. So I was always cheering for Hollywood and Lobster Man and everything. And once I got into wrestling everything, day one, I was glued to the seat. Moved right to the couch. You could not move me, or if you turn the channel, I'd, I'd freak out. Um, wrestling became really important to me. Um, I started doing the backyard scene probably around 11 years old, just get my ass just <laughs> just jobbing out basically to everybody. I, I was just having fun, you know. That was it. It was just some rinky dink ring in a backyard. I was like, yeah, man. At least I get to like you know do something that's involving wrestling. I didn't care about making it big or anything. I just I just like doing it. I just wanted to be just like, like who's some of my influences? Uh, Sting, obviously. Jeff Hardy is one of them. Um, man, Raven. Raven is honestly like one of my favorite characters, though. You, if you ask me any any day of the week who's my favorite wrestler, I'm going to tell you Raven every single time. I and met Raven. I met Raven um, at House of Hardcore. So I was like, he he came out to do autographs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Raven. I'm never going to get an autograph from him ever if I don't see him. Because I've never seen him out in the wrestling world. So I was like, I had to buy that autograph. So I went over and, and, and like, he's like, hey, can I get an autograph? He's like, yeah. And signed it. And then he's like, oh, I don't like this, uh, um, this, the ink. And he throws the pen away. For signs and all one, he gives them both to me. I'm like, oh, shit, that's awesome. No, that, that's pretty cool. Yep. I like to say I do not have anything signed by him. I met that's him scary. at Monster Mania, coincidentally. It's kind of funny. So you said you like the heel part, right? Yep, I'm all about heels. <laughs> I like the bad guys. Uh, yeah, th something about the bad guys. Like growing up, I was a big fan of Transformers, and I was a big fan of Soundwave. Soundwave was my favorite bad guy, and then for yeah. GI Joe it was like Destro. Something about the bad guys trying to get over Snake Eyes. Snake Snake Eyes was a good guy. No, no, not yeah. that one. The other you one. mean on Storm Shadow? Thank you. Yeah, Storm Shadow was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but like for um, T-Man with Skeletor and all that stuff, you always loved the heels. You know what I mean? So you wanted. I mean, Franklin Teller was one of my favorite actors growing up. So Gargamel was one of my favorite characters watching Smurfs. So something about being a bad guy and getting over doing the tricky tricky um finishes and all that stuff that got me into wrestling too so and it's funny because you you see those guys and you sit in the back and you, you hang out with the heel and all that and they go out and they do their whole bit being a heel and everything else and then they come in the back and they're complete opposite i, I love it. it it's so great yeah i agree <laughs> so we we just, we love talking about everything. So <laughs> who's your favorite heel now? My favorite heel right yeah. now is the Miz. Miz Shankar. Shankar, he's a good guy right now. Well, right now, but when he was a heel, he was good. Like, he super kicked but, the hell out of me, but but yeah, um, the Miz is my favorite. He can work the mic, and he's fun. I um, he's my favorite right now. Um, what, who's your favorite right now in the wrestling business? In 
right now, man, it's MJF. Is he is literally dude, he's my favorite heel right now? <laughs> I know his uncle. Oh, dude. Yeah, Rob Feinstein. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh, pretty dude. cool. His real name I, is Matt. Man, I, to be honest, I think him as AEW champion would be one of the best mm-hmm. moves for the company. Okay. That's just, that's just my opinion, though. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it needs to be switched up every now and then. Heel face, heel face, because that'll yeah, be better. Exactly. Like, Randy Orton's an all good heel. And I, I enjoyed that. His father was one of my favorite heels of all time. He had a broken arm. Right. And he had the broken arm for, what, four years? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think it was all his life. I don't know. I remember when Owen Hart had the broken arm. He did the same this, bit, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Joe Gertner wore the neck brace and still wears the neck brace. So you run around in the wrestling business as a heel, correct? Yes. So what what is the top thing do you do um, to get, get yourself over? Oh, man. I do this thing where I just run my mouth off to the crowd. It does not matter what it is. My whole thing is I'm unfiltered, I'm uncensored, and I'm, I'm rated TVMA, basically. So I can tell you this one time when I was a heel, this was maybe like a year and a half ago, um, we were putting the DWA tag titles on the line, me and uh, Jackson Kilman. Um, there was this... <laughs> This mother. So the funny, the funny part about this, this mom that I was running my mouth to, we were his. Um, excuse me, her son was the opponent that I was facing him and his tag team. So I told him before the show, I'm like, dude, is your mom coming tonight? He's like, yeah. Why? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run my mouth to her. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, my my, my little siblings are coming. I'm like, perfect. I got this. <laughs> so I go, I find her. I t- I point her out and everything. I come out the entrance. I kick, I kick the guardrail and I run over to her and I point at the kids and I'm like, do not. Ever Ever listen to your mom or dad they are not the right influence i'm the influence watch how i just destroy your brother and you will be better than him and everybody else in your family <laughs> oh and she was like like mouthing like no no like pointing her waving her finger back and forth shaking her head i'm like i'm, I'm doing it right everybody's booing me their biggest thing they called me was douchebag so during all the matches you'd hear douchebag so i'm a heel but i'm still getting chance even though it's you know trying to be like against me i would feed off of it and then that's how i'd like get myself amped up you're still getting over yeah i'm still (laughs) getting over i'm like doing the most dirtiest things you can think of biting fingers pulling limbs stretching limbs grabbing you by your nostril grabbing put my feet like hands in your mouth and pulling on your pulling your stuff and i'm just getting chanted on douchebag like there were points where they wouldn't even like cheer on the good guy it was just me and it was just a it's surreal oh my Um, gosh that's pretty cool if you if you can get a crowd going off like that, that's that's right. that's like, good. That's good. Like we've done shows where like all I hear chanting is you and one other person. Oh dude, yeah. I have to cheer. It sucks. Like the the crowd wasn't even getting over. Like I'm doing the match and all I hear is DB and my son chanting. That was the crowd. I'm like really? Yeah. Um, I've, had, I've done shows like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, so who trained you? Who trained me? Yeah. Um, let's see, for backyard, it was some guy in Salisbury named Gus. He, he knew his stuff, but he didn't know a lot. And he doesn't like me now because I like stopped doing backyard. I went independent, you know, I had no hard feelings towards him or nothing. He's a cool guy. Right. You know, like, like, dude, he's just a good guy. So I, like, I have no like hard feelings towards him. I hope he's doing well and whatnot. Um, my family is somewhat cool with the Briscoe brothers. Okay. So I got, I got to do a couple training sessions with them a couple years ago. Um, but since they have busy schedules, I have not been able to do anything. So right now I train in Delta, Pennsylvania at our dojo, the DWA, DWA dojo, basically. Okay. Who runs that? His name is, uh, Chad Smith and Joshua Schuler. Joshua Schuler is the main owner and, um, owner, he started the whole thing. Chad's our booker. Okay. 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 I, I never heard of that company. The, 
That's yeah. why I was like, I mean, yes, we're sir. in Maryland and Delaware all the time. So this yep. is in Pennsylvania. What what part of Pennsylvania? You oh man, it's like let's see, about an hour and a half from um, Elkton, Maryland. So it's almost Gettysburg type area. Yeah, it's like Gettysburg, you could say. Okay, okay. It's, like, it's got a lot of hills, a lot, a little bit of mountains, a lot of sites. So many sites. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm in Maryland for like MCW and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of kind of around that a little bit. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. I mean, on that. we're we're down there for um, DCW too. I know about DCW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're like off of 95, so that's where we're at. Gotcha. So yeah. Okay, we got the who trained you? Um. <laughs> How long you been wrestling? Yes. Oh man. So I would think. 11 maybe 12 yeah since I've, I've been wrestling since i was like 11 or 12 okay and how old are you now i'm 25 okay so how long were you uh, wrestling as an independent wrestler oh man it's been now i'd say four years now okay. since i joined yep so you're still brand new in the world very brand new You're, still have a lot of room to learn always learn always always so always. Out, of, out of everybody that helped you train so far like the briscoes and all that what was the best advice they've given you what's the best advice yes. oh take it take it slow no rushing and just make sure you're helping the face get over because i like i've like i pointed out i mainly work heel i tried working face and i do not like working face oh i just don't like being a good guy it's not like the fact that i can't like get over with the crowd i did get over with the crowd i just could not stand being nice to people that was just <laughs> i was just like wow i really have to be nice to people okay cool i guess outside of wrestling not you would not believe it like, i'm the nicest guy outside of wrestling but when it comes to the business and everything they're like Wow, like, prime example, I had wrestled a match, um, I would say about two years ago, and I called out the husband, some husband, he was weighing like, he weighed like 400 plus pounds, and his wife kind of like looked like Kurt Henning a little bit. Oh, So, I was just like, yo, Kurt Henning, shut the hell up, <laughs> and apparently, he wanted, he wanted to wait out in the parking lot for me, apparently, I don't know how true that is, but that's what I was told, but everybody likes to come up with some BS, so I really don't know, <laughs> but that's just something I was told. Told. See, oh, guess what? We have Kurt hanging here right now. Hello, Kurt. no, it's right. yeah. <laughs> See, the, the funny thing is, you ever hear of a place called the Bates Motel Haunted Hayride? Oh, I think so. So, me and Quinn are actors there, and it's like we were so evil and so bad and everything else. But when we're outside and not covered in blood, yeah, we're two of the nicest guys in the freaking world, yeah, and it's, it's funny, bad, right? Dude, you are a horrible person. Gosh, why? It's for the business. Oh, the for the business. Business. Okay. Business. Come on. You wouldn't want to start a riot? No, not really. Listen. Even if the promoter said, even if the promoter said, go piss off the crowd. Gosh, I'm uh, already pissed. I'd be about it. I'd be like, say no more. Dude, I did it up in um, North Jersey one day. Okay. I and... got on the microphone and I told a guy that he looked like he screwed his sister. That's how he got the kid. <laughs> <laughs> The funny, the I'll funny thing, I've, I've been told to do stuff like that. When I wrestle for DWA in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. that part of Pennsylvania, they're all Baltimore Ravens fans. So, so I just, I just figure out something screwed up of what happened with like the Ravens, and I'll just go off on something like that. Was it? No, it was Dan Math. We were oh, doing a dude, house on hardcore they, show, and it was the weekend the Ravens were playing the Eagles. Dan Math comes down to the ring in full Baltimore Ravens gear. Mm. And the whole crowd just wanted to beat the shit out of him. Really? That's that wouldn't bother See, That's that, what he wanted. See, that doesn't bother me. If somebody came out in, like, in a Mets uniform, I'm not going to bother. It's, no, it, it didn't bother me. We both it, said it's great. It's it's cheap pop. You know what I mean? Right. 
knowing that they're wearing a crappy shirt and, <laughs> and like if he's if a he heel, came, it got him over. That's if he came out, if he came out in a cowboy shirt, I want to know why why does he support a team with one star? You know what I mean? There you go. It's like nobody wants to um, support a team with one star. We like five star teams. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I. All right. So, so what's your pet peeve? Oh, my pet peeve. Um. Oh, you met him. Yeah. Well, I know what my pet peeve, peeve is. Pet yeah. What? As in, like, what I don't like, like working the, with or something. In the wrestling yes. business, what's yes. your pet peeve? Like mine oh. is I don't like refs that like your shirt has to tuck be tucked in and you gotta wear all black shoes. Like I see refs with two different colored shoes. You know, what I mean? I've done it because I forgot my shoes the one show, but still. Pet peeve. My pet right. peeve. Um, in the my wrestling business. Pet peeve, my yeah. biggest pet peeve, though, is um, and if you don't shower right before like your match or like and like that day, like ten nine times out of ten, I'm gonna like say something and, and be like, dude, what is your problem? Like, I'm gonna have to be up all on you. Like, my face is gonna be up on your body. I do not want to smell Lay's barbecue chips because that's what you smell like right now. You smell like cumin and Lay's barbecue chips mixed together, and that ain't fly, my man. No. Oh gosh. That I mean that's usually the most common answer though. You wanna hear a story? I'm not gonna name the people on the story because it's kind of rude. Story time. Story time. Story time. So story um time. we're coming we're coming home from the um house of Harper oh, show. And I, story. I had two people in the back seat and um I have all the windows open because they stink so bad. And out for nowhere, I'm rolling down all the windows, and here's Dave over here rolling up his window, and I'm trying to, like, keep my head out the window going, God damn, he keeps on rolling back up, and I'm, like, getting pissed off with him. I'm like, Dave, stop, man. Like, I don't want to be rude to the people in the back being stinky and shit, but... He kept on. He want. He wanted to be on the phone. I'm just trying to get him to get off the phone and roll up the goddamn wind. Like roll down the window. It stinks in here. And that's the story. <laughs> like, how did you handle this? I cannot stand. Afterwards, like, oh my you know, gosh, I we, took a we shower. We all got out of the car. Like literally, have to drop them off. We literally got out of the car for like two minutes. Oh dude. Um, like, it got so bad. The one day I literally I bought him air fresheners for the car. I I <laughs> one time I had to um take his one brother to. His, Target before we went to um to do a meeting for the podcast and we went and bought deodorant because he smelled and it sucks anyway anyway but that's the stinky story we have here is that the right. shit story oh we always have shit stories <laughs> oh my gosh the, why do you have to bring up the shit story <laughs> so um I drove you know who Frankie Picard is um I do not think so um what about Drew Blood. Either. <laughs> Devin Moore. Um, they're independent guys. They were CZW guys. Christian Ross. Um, awesome guys. That um, you should follow them, talk to them. They know their business. You know what I mean very well. Drew, okay. uh, Drew, Devin Moore, and Frankie have been doing this for a long yeah. time. Good people to um, talk to and right. learn from. Um, so Frankie became a friend, and he he was our first um podcast interview guy. And um, he's like, "Yo, you want to go up to Magic in New Jersey?" I'm like. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's like, dude, I'll introduce you to the locker room and you can get some interviews, um, dates from some of these guys. I'm like, oh, that's great. Let's do that. And then, um, so we drive all the way up and learning from them, listening to them and talking about wrestling and all that stuff. It was fun. You know what I mean? And yeah. they really, really hated um, a CZW owner. Not going to name names because it's not cool to name people. The one now or the one before? DJ, huh? Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh what? did I just say owner. DJ? Oh, I mean, um, the original uh, owner, John Dahmer, was cool. Oh, it, CZW is like crazy right now. 
a lot of people don't like DJ. And <laughs> we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going to say DJ again. Oh my gosh, I need to stop my pulling out names. Oh gosh, I'm you know, <laughs> it's going to be your hide if you keep doing that. Oh my gosh, why did you break up his name? <laughs> Wait, who's name? DJ Hyde. Oh, oh God, come on. Damn. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on, let's get back to um, Vincent Cage. B-roll. So, um, um, Vincent, um, where did you get the name Vincent Cage? All right, so my last name is Vincentis. Okay. So I kind, of, I kind of just cut it in half, butchered it, and I just took... I found Vincent out of it. The, my last name is spelled D E V I N E E N T I S. Yeah. So if you can hear it right there, like you can figure out what I what I took away and cut in half. I just put Vincent. But I always wanted to add, like originally I wanted to be called Kenneth Cage. But when I did background wrestling, I was Kenny Kaplan, and I kind of got really sick of just using like my own my own government name and everything. And I was like, I want to come up with something that's gonna gonna hit, gonna just snap rolls off the tongue. You hear Vincent Cage, and like bam, like some I always hear like wow like that's definitely like like a good like heel wrestling name and whatnot all the time and i kind of was just drinking with some buddies that i'm like man i need to come up with a wrestling name because now i'm going like full independent and everything i don't want to happen anymore so i was starting to say i'm like i want to go with vincent but i just don't know what and they're like well why don't you just go with the something about cage since you like striking that striking and everything kind of like a cage fighter why don't you just be vincent cage and he kind of just like light ball bam i like that so kind of like stuck with it so the next show I started going as that and being more of like a, an edgy alternative like rock star like heel that so like what, what's a good example someone called me Sebastian Bach of wrestling oh okay wow do you tell do you tell um, other wrestlers they're lip singing sometimes yeah <laughs> Uh, Next yep. thing you know, you got to count to 18 in life. So yeah, the, bro, I've, done, I've done something like that before. I've said something about 18 in life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you ever have a geek out moment? A geek out moment? Like, you saw, like, a legendary wrestler that you grew up with, and, like, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so I brushed. We um, had Nunzio come to one of our events. Okay. And my memory that I have of Nunzio is definitely, like, watching him in, like, CW when I was real young. Wasn't allowed to watch it, but I still did it because I just didn't give a damn. Um, I remember he, so like how I remember this so well. I remember getting off like school and whatnot, and Nunzio was asking for a match. It was on SmackDown. I think Teddy Long sent him up against Batista, the Cruiserweight Champion versus World Heavyweight Champion at the time. And I remember that match very well. How he just looked like a rag doll the entire match. And when um, <laughs> I completely, it sounds so bad, but I had a lot of stuff going on that day. I just came back from an injury. I tore my MCL and I was out for damn near a year. Hmm. I would I would say probably like ten months. So it kind of wasn't. A year damn near is basically what is a good way to put it. Um, so I like was like completely like forgot that Nunzio was gonna be at the next show that I would return at, and I just brushed right past him, and I didn't even know. I mean, like really like brushed shoulders and everything, and I was like, wow, that's Nunzio, and I went to go shake his hand, and like, hey man, it's like a real like honor, and it's a pleasure to meet you. He goes, thank you so much, that means a lot, and I, and I just straight up told him, just like I'll never forget when Batista literally tossed you around, but like you look like a rag doll, and he kind of just looked at me like smirk, and he said thanks. <laughs> And we didn't talk for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I met him once. Did you? Yeah, I was standing in the back of the ECW arena. My Mike went, my brother went to go do something. So it's me, Carino, New Jack, and Nunzio. I got a beer in my hand, and security walks up, and Carino goes, He's okay, go away to security. And Carino goes, Time to go in the building. We were in the building at like 4 5 o'clock in the afternoon, just hanging out. Mm. Um, he sat up um, with the crowd watching a wrestling show. It was kind of cool seeing him in the back, just watching wrestling with us. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I do too. Like a lot of the guys that wrestle, some will sit. 
it in the back and like peek through the curtain and whatnot. Uh, Man, I'll, when, of, I, when I'm I rapping, to... I'll try to find a spot to hide and oh, watch. Yeah, that's I... another thing now. Like, I don't like people like talking to me when I'm when I'm at a show. It's you don't get you don't get the real me. You get Vincent Cage. You get that, that right. edgy alternative asshole who doesn't want to take a picture with you. But if you keep begging me for to do it, like, all right, cool. And now that all this BS is going off the pandemic, I'm like, all right, we can take a picture six feet apart. And if it needs if you need to be closer, that's ten dollars three feet apart. Nah, maybe ten dollars per foot. Per foot. There you go. I, I try to like I have like I wear these glasses like these like Ozzy Osbourne style glasses I kind of don't stay in the crowd I kind of swat from afar or I watch from up above like in the Raptors or something and I just chill mind my own business don't really talk to anybody eat some food that's it <laughs> so that that'll lead into this question then um catering like we know the Blue Meanie very well and he always I'm here for cheap pop and catering that's the only reason why I'm here is for catering so when you go to the shows do you have the catering or do you opt out oh yeah we don't have catering I have to go eat some nasty Royal Farms chicken that's like right <laughs> down the street. They've got this place called Delta Pizza, which I will fully say, 10 out of 10 food. That's like one of the things I look forward to. Other than wrestling, I look forward to going there and getting some pizza or, or a cheesesteak. Do you, do you we, know you know North Wilmington? I know a little bit about North Wilmington. Do you know Marsh Road and Silverside is? I think so, actually, yeah. Look for a place called Sitsley to go and I'll tell you you'll have a great pizza right there. Really? Yes. Tell them you were on the show. Yes. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're silly goes the official food of the 2300 wrestling podcast dude. oh right on okay i'll definitely <laughs> say something i do like pizza oh dude i'm a big pizza fan too and it's the only pizza i enjoy in delaware really and, yeah dude like i'm i'm weird about food um, I'm the picky eater and it's like the only because I have acid reflex with some stuff and their yeah, pizza man. doesn't get me no so I'm also I, mean, I, I did a show in Philly you were at the show uh, Breaker show up in Philly yeah. in the back he had hoagie trays and wings and water and juice and he had a whole full setup in the locker room like we're gonna have a good night if I had like if I, if I had the choice to be like okay hey like Vincent Cage do you want some food catered to you I would be like yeah I just want Wawa hoagies all the chicken cheesesteak ones that's that's what we do yeah. we usually stop at Wawa before we go to the building yeah. oh yes yeah it's 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 my fun time to go to Wawa and get something to eat Always. I love Wawa it's it's way better than Rofo. I, that's just my opinion. If that's if Y'all don't have to agree with me on that, but I just cannot stand the overpriced greasy Rofo chicken. I, I am going to Florida in December, and the first thing I'm doing is as soon as I get off that plane, you're going to Wawa? Find me a Wawa. <laughs> there, I was in Florida um, a couple months ago before this whole BS with COVID started. Yeah. Thank God. And I literally found one Wawa, Uno, just one Wawa when I was in there. And I was about uh, 15 minutes from Fort Lauderdale. I was staying in Co uh, was Co yeah, Coconut Beach, Florida. Ooh. Amazing, beautiful. And, like I was like, there was like all oh, the humidity so much worse down there. I'm like, the only thing that's different is the, the heat. Like the heat's kind of different, but being here in Delaware, it's kind of crappy. Um, I plan on moving to Florida next year at some point, and hopefully can start training with the company down there, and hopefully work some tides and get in with AEW. That's kind of the goal I'm shooting for. Not to get into NXT or WWE. I would prefer to get into like NWA, Ring of Honor, um, Blackcraft Wrestling, and AEW. Yeah, keep on working on the craft, man. Keep um, going. Yeah. yeah um, question here. Um, so when you were getting into the business, how did you tell your parents that you wanted to be a wrestler or a guy in a band? Okay. So for the wrestling part, it was like, you're going to break your neck. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to be paralyzed before you're 30 years old. Like, that's that's all I Oh, heard. my gosh. Could you do that voice again? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> 
You gotta paralyze yourself. You gotta end up breaking your neck. Or so doing like a some little man from Brooklyn. Oh, it sounds like uh, that episode of SpongeBob where they had the chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolates. <laughs> you want chocolate. some chocolates? That, that that voice I'm doing right there. Um, my girlfriend. It's called. We call that voice Denise, and she's from Jersey. And the whole joke is like, "Where's my new ports? I need <laughs> my ports. I need my ports right now." That's that's well, the whole thing she does. I, I I told my girlfriend. I said, if I come home after a night of training and acting and stuff like that, if I sound like a little old man from North Jersey or Brooklyn, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> So what did they say about the band thing? All right, man. I've been um I started doing that stuff around like two thousand and twelve. I graduated in two thousand thirteen from Stephen Senior High School. Mm-hmm. Um I linked up with a couple of dudes. I linked up with one dude I went to school with who is currently in my the band I'm in now. He put he plays um, he plays mm, sorry, he's my drummer right now. His name is Zach Longworth, really cool guy. Awesome. He's one of my brothers basically. Brother from another mother. I haven't used that term in a while. I think I'll just use it right now. <laughs> and I linked up with this guy, his name is Justin Towers from Fettlesburg, Maryland. He's the current guitar player for Fall of the Theories. Okay. Um, we started a band called When Stars Abandoned Skies. Um, if you guys are familiar with the band I See Stars, we kind of yeah, some like, like a death core, like death heavy death metal techno band. That's what that's what popular like stuff was around at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm into it. I just want to play on Warped Tour. I just yes. want to do this. Warped Tour. I, I started screaming. I do like the screaming harsh vocals. I started doing that at 11 years old, listening to Cannibal Corpse. There you go. Yeah, so I've been on, like, I go from, like, Cannibal Corpse, I listen to, like, Elvis Presley, George Jones, like, it, it put it to you like this, my music ranges from 1920 to current. There you go, yeah. No, I, I'll enjoy the hell out of it. Um, What happened was, we um, some we wanted to have a serious band, me and Justin Towers, and, you know, life happens. This was, that was, like, 10 years ago, and, you know, we didn't all have our priorities straight back then. I mean, I was only, like, 18 at the time, and I'm 25 now. So, my whole thing was just, like, music, drinking, so bad, drinking. Drinking, smoking, women. And I kind of just like had like a whole different mindset of music. Not even like the music aspect. Like, I want to get on the road. I just want to do a bunch of dumb stuff and just be reckless. <laughs> so, like, what, what changed my mind was is that well, Justin, my buddy Justin, he literally like woke me up. I would, he's more of like, he's an influence to me. I'll put, put it to you like that. He's straight me down the right path when it came to anything. He doesn't know too much about wrestling. I got him into wrestling. I got him off watching like NXT and AEW and everything because I'm not just going to throw him to Raw and SmackDown and be like, what is this? So I throw him to like other like indie brands and whatnot. But um, we, um, we ended up repackaging the band, changed up the sound and everything. We still had the heavy metal sound, like more like the deathcore sound, like Chelsea Grin, Make Them Suck. For Born of Osiris type sound. That whole that whole sound and um, we had, we changed the band name. We were called Bury the Remains, BTR for short, and that was around 2014, 2015, and that's when we took off. I mean, I would go to Walmart here in Seaford, and people would stop and want to take pictures with me, and I've never experienced anything like that. I'm like, why are all these people wanting to take pictures of me? Not realizing that like my band's having a big effect on my community in a positive way, and and, and the whole the whole nine, and it kind of like I didn't realize it at first, and it got to my head as like years went on so around like 2017 i was in a really bad relationship um i chose that over doing the band that was a nightmare and a half three and a half years of toxic toxic just bs Uh, and i lost myself with mental health and i wasn't doing too hot at all i try i'll be 100 honest i try to take my life a couple times and I, there's a reason I'm still here, and there, and that I use that to push forward with the music that I have now. Yeah. All the songs that I write for the band I Sworn all have to deal with mental health issues. 
Keep on rocking, man. Thanks, man. We um we um stand with suicide prevention, the victims of domestic violence in St. Jude's. Um, June last this past June, it was June twenty eighth. We hosted a backyard show. It was called Summer Stop. We we only had two months to get to promote and get it all together, get bands and whatnot. We had a turnout of over two hundred people. It aired on ninety three point five The Beach. We had no idea. It aired on some New Jersey radio station. I cannot remember the name of it. It aired, it aired Summer Stock, and then some serious XM radio station talked about us too. I think Summer Stock is usually uh, 100.7 WZXL. Really? I think it's that one in there, is it? Which is the Wildwood station. Oh, hmm. interesting. Okay. But um, we, our first show was um, not that long ago. It was probably like three weeks ago. First show, we were, we opened up. We only had maybe five songs. And we still we only have like six now because we're just we're just now working on recording and whatnot. And we're just trying to nail this show out out of the way August 15th and just focus on recording all the way until like October, November. Yeah, then we can start any, playing shows again. Anything for production, I, I'd specialize in that. Yep, absolutely. I've, I've learned a lot over the years. I became friends with a bunch of bands that have taken off and everything. We're um, me and my drummer. We're real close with the drummer from the band Traders. They're mm-hmm. down at they're down in Florida. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Yeah, down was, down um, to earth dudes. Yeah. Heavy heavy ass music. Down to earth dudes. We're always. I'm actually wearing some of the drummer's clothing line right now. It's nice. called No Authority. It's really nice. Yeah, real no, comfy. I was, uh, trained under uh, the producer who got Hailstorm signed. Really? Yep. Now that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's why I called him. Good friend. <laughs> yeah, no, he, that's my mentor. Right on, man. And Quinn's my <laughs> mentor. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> but after we're done with getting with this show and whatnot, um, it's our second show. I don't know if I mentioned that, and we're co-headlining. We had bands tell us, like, at our first show, like, they're like, how, like, how are we gonna follow up that? And then, honestly, back then, it would, it would have shot my ego right up. But now with the mindset that I have, it's very humbling. I, I'm very, very humbled out than how I used to be. Like, I don't have the mindset. I'm like, oh yeah, this, uh, my network's gonna be a million dollars in five years, like how I like it used to be. I'm just like, I'm just trying to get a message out now. I'm just, I'm trying to tell everybody my story of what I've dealt with and gone through. And that's, that's right. That's all I want to do with this music. All my, I'm trying to impact somebody's life in a positive way, shape or form. And I've said it since the beginning I've been doing this. I want to be the voice for the voiceless of my generation. I like that. Um, it's crazy, like, um, you go through life and um, you run into people that commit suicide and they're not here anymore, and it really sucks. And it does. Yeah, it's hit me. Plenty of, oh, like, yeah. even in wrestling, a couple of them hit me. So yeah. Yeah, um, that, that affected a lot of people, oh, yeah. me included. You ever hear of a guy named Trent Acid? Trent Acid. Why yeah. does that sound familiar? Uh, uh, he was a CUW original, one half of the uh, Backseat Boys with uh, Johnny Cashmere. He's been all over the place. Well, was. Um, I consider him the uh, River Phoenix of wrestling. Right. If you know who River Phoenix is. Yes, I do. He's a great actor. Look him up. Um, in 2010, he passed away. He had some demons, but the the kid was gonna go far. He's been he was wrestling since he was 14, and he just had so much potential to go very far. Yeah, and it, it stinks in this business that you see people go come and go, and you're like, wow, this sucks. We need. It's one of the reasons why I am trying to push my gender. Um, like the ideas of um 
promoters should pay more to the athletes because you guys a hot put, dog and a handshake. Yeah, like I I'm, I was talking to um um Black G's on our last episode, and um I was like the younger generation needs to ask more. Because they're put, putting down a lot of things in the business. You guys should be making $100 appearance, you know what I mean? Or $200, whatever you guys put in there. And instead of saying 50 bucks, and that's gas, you know what I mean? So you're not yeah. making money. You're I mean, if we're going all the way down to Marydale, Delaware, which is on the border of Maryland. Yeah. And I'm making 40 bucks, that's Just, nothing. It's like, it, it really stinks. It hurts the business. So they get... I understand they had to make money too, but you guys need to make money too. Yeah, right. well, I agree. I've definitely wrestled plenty of plenty of promotions that didn't get paid, or I got paid with like a hot dog with mustard. If the hot dog's like four hours old, I mean, oh. you know, shit, shit oh. happens, man. I'm just happy to do it. You know, I would love to make money off of it. I just we just recently started making money off of the band playing shows and whatnot. Yeah, but so it would be nice. It would be 100 percent nice to be, you know, get paid uh, even like 50 bucks just to just go travel wrestle. Because I also wrestle in New York, and you know I don't I don't get paid to wrestle for that. But I know I'm not worried about paying for it. I'm just trying to get my name out there. At the end of the day, oh yeah, right. It's true, uh, putting the name out there. But I, I think um, guys need to ask for more because that's going to hurt you guys in the long run. And the younger guys coming up, they look at you and go, "Oh, we'll do it for twenty. No. Make them ask for more. That's what you yeah. said. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Some, I feel like some of the new kids that come into the business and everything, they have no idea what this business literally eats you alive. I've only been in for, for four years into this independent scene, and I can tell how just savage everybody can be. Just don't, don't give a shit about you. You got to kind of like look out for yourself. It's nice to have friends and everything, but, but like from my experience, you should not trust everybody you come encountered with. Business. Because this uh-huh. this happens too. Um, Corey Castle said on his episode with us, um, he worked for a company in Delaware. He got injured. They didn't pay his um medical bills. They he didn't get help. You know what I mean? They said they would, and they just screwed him over. When he got back, they made him um job to a, a kid that he was in like he was in the main event. Now he's jobbing to a kid they just brought up, and it was like he's like, wait, I just main event. Why am I jobbing to a newcomer? You know what I mean? Yeah. That is amazing. That's that's terrible booking. I I hate to say that. It it is. You know what I mean? And because they're pissed off, he went to the hospital and he had yeah. to pay that medical bills, and that sucks. And that hurts too because that's where um, promoters should be. No, it's the other one. It was this one. Um, oh yeah, that's why I don't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was probably at that show. I bet you were at that show. Yep. Um, Super Eight World. <laughs> oh no, I didn't do that one. That was after we. Yeah, but um, half my crew left. Yeah, so like I think that's where promoters should have assurance on the wrestlers. You know what I mean? The company. Yeah. And if somebody gets hurt, at least they got something backing them up. If you're a promoter, don't have the stuff. You shouldn't be promoting. You shouldn't be if you're not if you're telling your wrestlers to sell tickets. No, it's your job as a promoter to sell the tickets. It's you can ask the wrestlers, can you do a promo? Can you um um share this stuff? Yeah, you can do that. But it's not your job to sell tickets. Your job is it's to work. It's a promoter's work. job to do that, not yes. you. That's what a promoter is. Like, Need I, a promoter. I've walked in the shows and, and, all right, well, how many tickets did you sell? None, because it's not my job. Yeah. Like, we, we, I get that all the time. Like, we, we'll ask at the, um, like, hey, can you share our interview and share it? That's awesome. Thank you. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. it's our job to promote. And, and I'm still trying to get Dave over here to learn how to promote because he, I can I promote. Like, share. Come on, share it. I just post this. <laughs> 
I'm, I love teasing him. No, 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 don't worry. Uh, I get on, I get on everybody in my band about marketing and promoting the band and whatnot all the time. I mean, I, my drummer does a really good job. My, uh, my one guitar player needs to keep up on it, but he's a hell of a good guitar player, so I ain't worried about him too much. Um, my other members, they do, they, they share anytime I see it, but I'm usually the one that's like going out and like inviting people, blowing up right. your news feed with my band and my wrestling and whatnot. And, and believe it or not, I have a good following in Sussex County now, and it's pretty nice. It's nice going out somewhere and someone says like, yo, that's Vincent Cage. Or like, yo, you're Kenny from Iceworld. And they'll come up and like, this bump me or yeah. dab me up or something. And they dab me up. Like, I like hand sanitizer. I'm like, Mr. Humber Blue from the Cat in the Hat. Like, oh, like, oh it's, it, it gets kind of weird sometimes. I'm like, you sure you want to like take a picture with me? After, you know, I just put on a shit ton of hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's funny. Um, hey, uh, before, before you say something. um, If you want to send over like a um, song on an M3P Wait, yeah, or Wave, we could put it on the beginning of this episode. Okay, yeah, we should have something very soon. That's my goal. That's my goal, at least. I'm trying to get something put out very, very soon. Something before Halloween. I mean, we did listen to the one song you guys had out. I thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I did too. That's why I'm offering to put it in right. the beginning of our yeah, show. I, I enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So getting back to wrestling. Let's get back to wrestling. Um, what is your favorite match you ever done so far? Um, the most recent one, I faced, um, I faced this guy from New York. Um, I unfortunately lost my internet championship to him. Oh, how but, dare him? Yeah, God damn it. I know, damn it, right? Crap, <laughs> screw, shit. But I'm going to tell what? you, that was the most fun I've had in a match. His name is Lawrence Spiral, and one of the best guys I've talked to in a match. I felt so comfortable wrestling him. He would just constantly go over, like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the up-down. This is, this is the spot we're doing here. You're going to take over here. What we're going to do after that, like, he would go over and over and over i mean until like it would like annoy you it didn't annoy me because i honestly love just talking it over talking 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 just talking over and he made he made me feel good in the match and what i mean by that is it just i felt like i wasn't rushing wasn't going too slow everything worked out perfectly the, the hits were clean those stiffs were done and the, the overall the match was good i felt like it was one of my best matches that i've had in a while yeah 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 do you have a dream match somebody that is in the independent scene or that's in the WWF and um anywhere AW anywhere. Do you have a dream match? Yeah, I do have a dream match. I actually have two. Can I can I say two of them? Yes, go ahead. All right. So my number one match I would love to have ever since I was a kid. I would love to face Rob Van Dam. I don't care if I'm going over or not. I just want to face Rob Van Dam. I just want to smoke with him. Uh, that's yeah. That's there. Yep. Absolutely. I'm right there. With, <laughs> I would love to you know eat some cigarettes. Smoke Kids? some RV with them. Kids, they're talking about cigarettes, cigarettes not anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Say no to drugs. Say no to the drugs. Straight edge society. <laughs> All right. So we have this standard question here we call the table of five. You being the fifth person, four people that you would have a drink with, <sighs> go to dinner with, something like that. So you're the fifth person. Who would the four others be? The four others? And yeah. then they have to, do they have to be wrestlers? No, it could be like we had um, Lance on Hawaii on the show and he picked his father. Who coincidentally is a wrestler, but still. Yes. Okay. So if that's the case, I would the, the, I would like to have dinner with would be Ric Flair. Um, definitely, funny enough, Tatanka, um, Paul Hogan, and 
believe it or not, I would actually like to have a conversation. I know he's not here with us anymore, but uh, Matt, is it Matt Bloom who played Thor the Clown? Matt, Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I would like to have a conversation with him about that character. Um, Dave Dahl. Um, you heard of Dave Dahl? They're double I, I, I don't think so. Um, you should look him up. Um, he did have a thing. Um, like a um workout talking to him Matt Bourne in the past and um before he passed away and that was that was a cool story um I'll send you that interview at some point gotcha yeah you can check that that was like when we had the conversation with Chad oh the Chad story Chad Chad rest in peace to him yeah that that does that was a horrible death we were we were doing icons of wrestling and we had what about a 45 minute to an hour conversation Mm -hmm. with him and JTG that was just cool. about wrestling and Brooklyn, racism Brooklyn. and a lot of great stuff. And he was a very, very down to earth, great guy. Yeah, will be missed. One of my one of my friends growing up, we did have a backyard wrestling too, um, in Chichester, and um, he he got trained by Maverick and Mike Keener. I was there a couple times too. <laughs> if you listen, and, listen um, to ninety three seven. We know who you are. He's not there anymore. I said, if you used to. Oh, um. So um, he um, did a little um, segment with George Bush and the Crime Time on Raw or SmackDown. I'm not totally remembering, but um, it was kind of cool. I brought that up to Shad, and he loved it. So moving on from our talking, because we talked a lot. Do you have any fears in the business? Any fears? Yeah. Man, the one I'm trying to overcome is falling from height. Dude. Um, so no high spots? Um, yeah, not like yeah. I don't like high spots. Like I'll definitely jump off the top rip and everything. But like for example, that uh, Shane McMahon and like Steve Blackman match from what was SummerSlam 2001 or two? Yeah, I think it, where he like was like it was like what like a 20 some foot drop from <laughs> one of the ra- like not a raptor. I forgot what he was on. He was on some type of like meat. He was on the um the screen. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was it. Yep. Yep, I, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I, I love the business, but I could never do something like no. that. No, like when Shane took that fall, him and Taker at the one mania, like, no, nope. yeah. I even freaked when Mick did the um, flip bump off the top. <laughs> uh, um, one person was scared of heights, but he did the stuff, was D, um, D. Von Dudley. Oh. He was afraid really? of all the spots he did. The, um, the edge spot, him spearing him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Devon talked about the height thing, and and was like, oh my gosh, that that's a fear of mine. I hate heights and small spaces and snakes. I am going Man, if there's a snake. I hate. I'm afraid of heights, and my other one is I'm afraid of open water. Okay. So like oceans and stuff like that. Yeah. Nope. I cannot. Like I will go on a boat on the ocean all the time, but my biggest fear is being like stranded all by myself in the middle of the water, and there's just nothing below me. Dun, dun. Like I, what, a lot of crap goes through. Dun, Head. Um, I started. I started playing this video game called. Um, I think it's like Beyond Blue or something yes, like that. And dude, I'm honest with you, it's not like a scary like game or anything. But when I play and like I like I look around like what's around me and whatnot, and if I like look down, I get like anxiety. And I'm like, this is just a video game. Why are you being such a sissy right now? But it's like just that <laughs> like, that back that fear just runs through my head of like, oh, I'm just there swimming in open water, and then all of a sudden some megalodon like creature comes out of nowhere and takes me. Okay. Um. So. The, since this whole virus thing going around, how how are you doing with this whole thing? Doing oh good or you feel trapped? I mean, uh, yeah, 
in, in a sense, like um, I work on a chlorine truck, so I work with pools and everything. I used to service pools, but now I just deliver chlorine into these ginormous like vats, like big containers that go from like 500 gallons to 50 gallons. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not. I should be getting hazard pay, but I'm not. Like, you know, that's how I feel about. It. I feel like I should be getting paid a lot more than I am. I think that's what's kind of being screwy. Uh, other than wrestling too, like COVID slowed down wrestling a lot for us. Like, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Like, we shut down again for a couple months because apparently someone had COVID, but that got all like situated and squared away, and we're good now. But I mean, it's really it's ruined a lot. Like, yeah. I can't visit like some family members. I can't really go anywhere, and like I have no problem wearing the mask or anything. Some people are like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm like, okay, stop. Sound so so childish and stupid. You sound like a five year old getting his toy taken away. That wasn't even his toy. You're throwing a tantrum tantrum and you just sound ridiculous so other than it dealing with the annoying people around the around my area when it comes to mask and not wearing a mask i mean i literally was in wawa yesterday in bridgeville delaware and this dude just had, he had a mask but literally had didn't have it on or anything and i was just like dude what the heck I was, my mask fell down at the conquer mall and um, oh yeah I remember and that. all these people around me not wearing masks and the lady comes up it's like wear a mask and i'm like whoa that wasn't um, I, i'm like that person's not wearing one it's like why why are you screaming at me mine fell down get away from me it's like you're not wearing a mask either lady no like, hers yeah, is like literally under like, her mouth yeah like why are you being such a hypocrite <laughs> stop like, being karen yes. yeah exactly i have dealt oh i deal with carol and karen i said carol i, I carol. Deal with, no, no, oh my gosh i deal with karen's weekly <laughs> and it's the most craziest thing in the world i had one lady come up to me it was like six in the morning man six in the morning i was at a pool delivering some chlorine and everything and she comes suiting up in her like like suv like type mercedes like car and whatnot i'm like oh my god here here we go it's six in the morning i haven't had red bull or anything i'm just like man like am i even alive right now so <laughs> she tried to talk to my driver and my driver he can't you can't really understand him that well unfortunately you know i don't got a problem with him or whatnot but he low-key is annoying i'm gonna fully fully say that but she couldn't understand what he was saying i know that that's also screwy but oh well um she said like was just a straight up big asshole to him she's like i can't understand you i don't i don't want to know i'm gonna ask this guy instead I love and, that voice. Oh. And literally, I'm man, telling you, he wants some chocolates. She's like, she's like, what are you, what are you, what are y'all doing? And I'm like, I've been doing this since April, filling up this uh, bat with coin. She's like, well, I've never seen you. And I simply replied, I'm like, I've never seen you either. Who are you? I'm like, are you part of HOA? She goes, no, I just live here. And I'm like, okay, well, you have a good day. What's her name, Karen? <laughs> I, I called her Karen. So. I call- I, I, I have a little small story about uh, uh-huh. Karen's. So, How are we on time? <laughs> so here's the story. We went into Home Depot, or was it Lowe's? And we needed to get something for Dave's house. And, and I, I started asking okay. random people, um, do you know where a Karen is? I need a Karen. And... <laughs> And I just accidentally. No, we didn't find a Karen, but I asked. I know that was Home Depot. Never mind. And I asked them. I asked people. I was like, "Can I get a Karen?" Because and nobody wants to be a Karen. I was like, "Okay, be like that. I just need a Karen for one thing." So it was fun to like screw around. Didn't find a Karen, but one day I will. I got you on that. Yeah. I was just having fun messing with people. It was like what I do in stores to mess with people and so embarrass people. I dealt with this woman. She had that whole like haircut, speak to the manager type stuff. 
Yeah. But this all everything every wild thing that happens to me, whether music or wrestling, it always goes down at my local Walmart every single time. And this time I went in there to go get some like Petco was close, so I went to go get some turtle pellet. That was it. I was like, Holy crap, I ran I tur- turtle pellets. Dope, my fault. All right, whatever. So I was just wanna be in and out. I just grab them, go. So walking back, you know, I get the turtle pellets, I go out to my truck, walk it, walk it in the parking lot and whatnot, and I hear the loudest screech. <laughs> Like, just someone screaming out my wrestling name, and I'm, like, looking around, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's about to happen? Like, am I about to get, like, tagged? Am I about to ambushed or something? <laughs> and it just repeat, Vincent Cage, Vincent Cage, like, over and over again, and I hear it getting closer. And I'll be honest, I'm, like, looking around in the parking lot, and I do not see anybody. But I hear someone screaming out my wrestling name, and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to continue to walk to my truck. Like... <laughs> All right, I just I hope I don't get like attacked or something. And sure enough, I put all my groceries away. Well, just the turtle pellets, not all my groceries, just the turtle pellets. I get into the truck and I hear not 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 like on the window, and I'm just like, oh my god, here it goes. And then some lady, some like lady like in her fifties, and she's like telling me like to put my window down and shit. I put my window down halfway. And I'm like, ma'am, can I can I help you? Is everything okay? She goes, my son noticed you in the parking lot, and he he wanted a snack a picture and i was like all right cool sweet no problem i'm absolutely cool with that and then like she starts talking to me about everything that's going on in her life like i've met this woman before tell me something i won't say what she said but it was like real personable like stuff (laughs) that a stranger shouldn't tell another stranger type stuff you know what i mean i was like i was like yo what in the hell is this lady talking about she's like yeah i gotta be about 10 damn kids over the weekend that's like one thing she said to me i will never forget that and funny enough she kind of had that same accent i was doing right there (laughs) half of these half of these women that like that i meet and everything and this is vincent cage talking half of these women that i meet look like big dale earnhardt seeker fans (laughs) like i'm just like ma'am ma'am yes all right i'll take the picture with your son but i don't give a damn what is going on right now with your body all right like like cool I'm not a therapist though, so quit opening up to me. It's kind of like what I wanted to say, but like I was like, damn it, like I can't be an ass right just now. A- after the conversation, just hand her a bill. <laughs> it's like, hey. So, um, I guess we can go with the prank question for that one. So, um, we're 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 getting ready. Um, so we always do a um segment called Battle Royal, but we're not doing it because we you're new. But I want to try to do something different with you. Let's right, try to up? get let's let's do in character and get yourself over to tell the fans who you are. Okay. All right. You just want me to start doing it right now? You just want me to go right off the head? Yes. Get yourself over. Okay. All right. Well, let's start. Oh my goodness. Now here I am having to explain myself to everybody who Vincent Cage is when you can literally just look up my name on YouTube, go on DWA or Delta Alliance Wrestling, Delta Wrestling Alliance, whatever you want to call it, it does not matter. Listen, I'm the top ugliest guy in the business. And when I mean ugly, everything I do is downright ugly. I mean, you won't be recognized after any of my matches because of all the beatings and the brutality that you have to go through. And, you know, it sucks that I have to sit here and explain to all you scum who I am when you already should know who I am. I'm Vincent Cage. I was the black sheep, you know, the one that no one talked to in the family that thought everybody, oh, 
oh, Vincent, he's gonna, he's not gonna go anywhere in life. He's just gonna keep just running the streets, just beating everybody up, scrapping for meals and whatnot. And you know, downright to it, I didn't give a shit about none of you then, and I don't give a shit about you now. So if you really want to know who I am, just watch and learn. And if you need glasses, Walmart sells some good pairs because I know that you probably don't have good insurance. But make sure when you go into these WalMarts, you wear a mask. Don't be a disgusting pig. All right, do it for Dale Senior, ladies. Remember that. And one more thing, if you're gonna bring your, your your crotch goblins around for pictures and everything, I'm gonna have to start charging you because if they're not wearing masks or if you don't put hand sanitizer on before this picture, you're gonna hear something from one of my people because I don't want your disgusting germ infesting little craters that get, just get your mistakes away from me. I don't want to take no pictures with nobody, especially during a pandemic. That's some scummy stuff. And don't bother me in Walmart. Don't like at all. If you want to talk to Vincent Cage, come out, watch me wrestle. Don't come up to me in a parking lot because nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be like, I don't even know who the hell that is, oh. even though we look now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was wow. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was awesome. That, that was a good heel. That was a good heel. Um, the crotch, crotch goblins crotch was goblins. the best thing I heard all day. Oh, Thank good. you. All right, boys and girls. Today's where the day is. Crotch, crotch goblin. Crotch say, goblin. And if we say that, you scream. All right, boys and girls. Uh, you know what to do. Let's try it right now. Listen to me, not your parents. <laughs> hey, you, you crotch goblin. Ah! Okay, oh, we got Okay. So let's let's gonna we're gonna end this up right now. Um, do you have any social media? Yep, you can find me on Instagram at I swore underscore Ken Ken. You can also subscribe to the official I swore Instagram on Instagram. Um, <laughs> you can also go like I swore on Facebook. You can add me on Facebook as my full name. If you honestly just type in Vincent Cage, you'll you'll see my my name Kenny pop up with a really long Italian last name. You can't miss it. I have long blonde hair and I look like. I'm about to spit on a crowd. <laughs> you can't miss me. Oh my gosh, man. Yep, that's all I am on right now on, on social media. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, my band also has a YouTube. It's Iceland Official. Go ahead and subscribe to that. Stay up to date with all, I did. Um, our tour that's going on, all the shows in the past that we've just started putting up and everything. And you can check out live practices that we've recorded and posted up. Oh, yeah. And, I, and if everybody could subscribe or like, subscribe to Delta. Um, I'm sorry, Delta Wrestling Alliance, I'll be tight. You got it. 10 out of 10. Solid. I had, you know, I had to say it because, you know, so I can get booked. Because if, you know, Vincent Cage doesn't say anything, then he doesn't get booked. Oh, well, screw the the system. Okay, um, thank you very much for this um, episode. Um, yeah, absolutely. Please... Thanks for letting me be on this. It was cool to kill, kill some time and BS with you guys. It really was awesome. Oh, dude. It... No problem. Enjoy having you. But there's one thing I like to say to everybody when they come on to the show. Um, when What's you that? become part of the family. You become part of the, the family. family. So well, welcome to the family. I'm happy to be a part of the family. Yeah, that's how we do it. You know what I mean? We, we don't kill people in the family. You know what I mean? We don't. No, no, no. That's, no uh, that's unless a you got a prosthetic leg. All we kill is baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm DB. I'm Dave Keener. And we'll, we'll see you in the, in ring. the ring. You like candy? I love candy. I like candy too. I love candy a lot. What about wrestling? How much do you like wrestling? I love wrestling. So what if you can combine your love for candy and your love for wrestling? Oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing in the world. So at Candy of the Stars, they put them together.
Together? Yes. They put wrestling and candy together. How? How? You got to find out. Oh. Follow them at Candy to the Stars on Facebook to see all the candy creations. And you can also follow them at Twitter at K-A-R-I-M-E-N-A-S-H-E. Should we call them now? Hey, I got the number right here. Oh, what is it? You can call them at 718-687-8804. Oh, can you say that again? Once again, the number is 718-687-8804. They also specialize in chocolate lollipops. Ooh, let's get some. All right, I'm going. Let's go. Get in the car. Let's go. We're going to Disney World. All right. Hey, DB, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm looking outside. No, I'm getting a little hungry trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner. Oh, we're going to have something to eat? Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking about ordering from this place in Wilmington, which is like your area. Oh, it's right around in my corner yeah. at Marsh Road, yeah. Right, so this place is called Siddeley to Go. Oh, are we going to go somewhere? Yeah, oh yeah. I had pizza from there the other night. It was so good. It was delicious. Anthony and Alex and the rest of the staff there make really good food. And now, they're even catering. Catering? Catering. That's the magic word. Right, that was a cheap pop, too. Oh, catering. Right. For you. So now... They are located at 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. 19810. Thank you. They're open every day from Monday to Sunday from 10 to 10 and on Sundays 11 to 9. You can reach them at 302-475-9000. Since 1982, they've been around. Authentic Italian food. Mwah.